Celtics easily have more pressure on them because they were the favorites from the beginning. Even, even in last night's game, they were two and a half uh, point favorites uh, with the betters. Uh, so I, I think that you, you look at the Celtics, their season, the way it's been so far, uh, you got two guys who are um, one is first team all, all NBA. The next one is all NBA. So in Brown and Tatum. So yeah, more pressures on the Celtics. And then on top of that, playing at home, uh, it, it puts that much more pressure on you. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. All right, back with another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Joseph Pavone. He is Cedric Maxwell. And, Max, we have a Game 7 here in Boston Sunday between the Celtics and the 76ers, man. One heck of a game out in Philly. You got to tell me all about it, Max, because I wasn't there. So I, you got to give me the vibes, man. 80, 86 – no, excuse me, 95 to 86 is your final score. Jason Tatum scoring 14 of the Celtics' last 16 points in the fourth. But that's not the whole story, right, Max? That's certainly the headline, but there's a lot more to it. And, uh, yeah, paint a picture for me, man. What, what, what was it like, especially after flying back with the team? Well, painting the picture was essentially watching Jason Tatum uh, struggle early in that basketball game. Couldn't get anything going. 0 for 10 uh, in, the first, in the first quarter. And then uh, essentially what you saw, it was the Marcus Smart show. Marcus really carried this team uh, down the line until Tatum, until Brown kind of got on. And it, it shows you really the, the true nature of what this team was. I know a lot of people wanted to talk about, uh, you know, the, the, what happened with uh, Rob Williams being inserted into the lineup, saying Joe Mazzula made a big change there. And uh, Rob was really good. Um, I think that Embiid had to be a little bit more aware of the lob on the offensive end. Uh, so there were a lot of different changes that happened, but ultimately uh, Tatum found his rhythm in the last five minutes, knocked down one three on Joel Embiid, and then the floodgates opened. I think he got four more to go, and uh, you watch the Celtics, uh, you know, get a, get a well-deserved, hard-fought defensive uh, effort. Yeah, no question, Max. That game, there was there was nothing easy about it for the Celtics. And this episode of Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Boston right now where new customers can get the no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000 back in bonus bets if it's your first, if your first bet doesn't win, that's $1,000, guys. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Boston. The double big was certainly a talking point going into the game. Even Doc Rivers said that he was expecting, you know, Joe Mazzulla to go that route. But to, to, to see it in real time between Rob Williams and Al Horford take turns and, and trying to just contain Joel Embiid was, was huge. I mean, obviously, when you look back and you look at that fourth quarter and the Philadelphia 76ers' final possessions there, my guy didn't even touch the ball in the last five minutes. They didn't even get this, the, the ball in his hands, never mind an attempt. And that was something that he brought up. He said, look, that, that can't happen again when he was speaking to the reporters after game six. So we'll, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. certainly keep an eye on that in game seven, right? Well, one of the things that happened late in that basketball game was uh, they did put a lot of pressure on Joel Embiid. And when he did touch it, he had to pass. The double team was there quick, and he passed it to guys in the corner. 
and they weren't knocking down shots. And because they weren't knocking down shots, the defense got more and more entrenched. And it seems like Harden tried to take a few. They went, Maxie was pretty good. Um, But he missed a couple of shots late. And it just was that snowball effect at the end. And you could see Joel and B just get more and more deflated. You know, I'm glad you brought up Marcus Smart, man, because he was just, man, he he just set the tone in the beginning. The Celtics, of course, getting out to that double-digit lead early, and they saw it disappear well before the fourth quarter. But you got to credit Marcus Smart for keeping this team on page, especially in the offense when things started to feel like they were getting a little shaky. It started to feel like the momentum was going against them, and the Philadelphia 76ers were going to make that run, you know, to, to, to seal the game in that second half. But he finished with 22 points, led the team with 22 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. You know, defensive stops. I mean, it was a little bit of everything for Marcus, of course, and, and that went a long way for this team. You know, I spoke to Marcus after game five, and I've never seen – I mean, this is nothing new, right? Marcus is always confident, but just the fact that in terms of an elimination game, he was just like – he was so casual about it that it, I expected this type of performance out of him, but I just didn't expect it to go down like this, man. Tatum going one for 12. I mean, obviously, those three three-pointers in a row created that separation that Celtics needed. And, of course, the final dagger in the last minute, you know, set things straight for good. Celtics forcing game seven here in Boston. But how do you see this thing playing out in game seven? Because it feels like nothing is, you know, when you expect one thing, you get the complete opposite throughout this series. You know, it is confusing. But if you're the Celtics right now, all you wanted to do is get it back home. You yeah. were the team with your back against the wall. You had no uh, room, no wiggle room. Philly did. Uh, they wanted to close it off at home, and I'm sure they didn't want to come back to Boston and have to win a game here. Um, they won the first one. Uh, Harden, the first game they were able to get the one with Harden. But since then, the Celtics have been pretty good, you know, shooting the basketball. And if Tatum can get off to a good start in this next game, I think it'll be the snow. I think it'll be a snowball effect. I agree with that. What one hundred percent, and that can just be a few layups, right? Like that's all he needs to get to get going, especially when the offense is clicking the way it was in game two. I mean, that's that's the Celtics team I want to see again, and and we can credit the defense for sure because this is the second time this series that they held the Philadelphia 76ers under 90 points. And that sort of seems to be like the sweet spot in terms of if you really want to beat this team, you know, that, that that's going to put, that's going to give you, you know, put you in a, in a good spot, but it's also the offense, right? That the explosive offense that we saw from the Celtics team early in the series. I mean, we haven't seen it in a while. I mean, Tatum did his thing, obviously came up big in that fourth quarter, but as a cohesive unit, we haven't seen it. And hopefully that's going to be the case in game seven where they, uh, they, they revert back to that offense. Well, I think that they want to push the ball as much. Turn that, get uh, the turnovers, get those down. I think they had 18 again in the game. That was really uh, high last year. Yeah, so that yeah. was another another crazy stat. But, right. again, it didn't – all this doesn't matter. The Celtics won the basketball game, and they bring this thing back home uh, on their own floor. Uh, and that's all the team asked for. When you're down like that, I was down – uh, like that five that I mean down three three two uh Philly in Philly had to win a six game there and all you thinking in your mind just get it home if we can just mm-hmm. get this thing home and I'm sure the Celtics were thinking the same thing and this Celtic team has been resilient. You think what they did by going to Milwaukee and getting the sixth game there in Milwaukee didn't have to come home and win the seventh game here. So they have that in their DNA 
And that's even without uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who's been a big part of what they've done. Yeah, man. I mean, that that's the thing. Like, if, if there's a team to get back to the finals, a Celtics team to get back to the finals, I mean, this is it. I mean, you talk about Malcolm Brogdon, you talk about the depth of, you know, that, that he provides or he's been the guy he's been all year long, sixth man of the year. I mean, it was it was Brogdon and Derek White. Let me ask you this, though. It was Brogdon and Derek White coming off that bench, man. Is there really depth, though? Is there really depth? Because Joe Mazzula is gone now. He's eight. Eight deep. That's it. He went seven, Max. He went seven in game six. I mean, that's the thing. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, there's the depth. There's Brogdon leading it, and and Mazzula has just cut that part of the second unit. Yeah, he is. The Grants, the Housers, the Peyton Pritchard. I mean, unless he's feeling desperate, those guys aren't seeing a minute, you know? And, and you have to go – you have to you have to have the same approach in game seven. You can't switch it up for game seven. So yeah, I, was really surprised. I was surprised we didn't see at least a, a, a Grant or a Blake out there, someone like that. But, no, he stuck to Brogdon and Derek White coming off the bench because the, the, the double big had him come off the bench and, and, and feature, you know, Rob Williams and Al Horford up front. Well, yeah, I'm really surprised that he didn't see a little Grant because Grant was really good in the game that they won down there. Although Joe, although uh, Embiid stepped on his face, head, face, whatever that was, that looked like a, oh, that looked like, oh, that looked like an old move move that uh, your brother Joel used to do on you. Back oh man, in the day. <laughs> he was yeah. he was he was fake. We were fake wrestling. If that's the case. <laughs> yeah, so it it was it was pretty interesting to see that he has not gone back to him. But uh, you know, he's 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 sticking with his guns. He's made a few adjustments, but other than that, he's playing the guys that he feels can win him a basketball game. These guys are rested. Uh, they don't have all the mileage that Joel Embiid has on them or some of the other guys in the NBA because they were able to take breaks. Uh, they took this guy stepped out. He didn't play or this guy didn't play. I mean, Joel Embiid at a certain point in these games, and especially in the second half, is look gassed. He doesn't have a lot in the tank because they're running him up and down the floor. They're making him utilize that much more energy on the defensive end. So, I mean, the strategy has worked pretty good considering you're back home and play live another day. Yeah, I was going to say, Max, that leads to my next question. Uh, does either coach have like a, a a final trick play here? Like, is that what game seven's about? Or is it more about just sticking to your guns yeah. and just seeing which team, you know, falls first? Yeah, game seven is not about trick plays. You don't trick people in the NBA. You, right. trick, people, you trick people in, in football. You got a trick play that you run. And right. you put it in one time and you do that. In the NBA, when you see the same tank, same thing, same team seven times, there's no trickery anymore. Right. It's just they're both they're both all out, right? They got nothing left. Yeah, it's ba- it's basic edu- uh execution at that time. So I don't see the Celtics doing anything other than just trying to come out, play hard, play good defense, get their turnovers down, and get mm. Brown and Tatum off to uh much better starts. All right, game seven vibes, Max. I'm going to ask that uh, that that cliche question, which I think is really fitting for these two teams. Uh, which team has which? Where's the pressure lie? You know, which team has has more pressure right in here? The the, 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 the 76 is or the Celtics? Celtics. 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 Yeah, Celtics easily have more pressure on them because they were the favorites from the beginning. Even even in last night's game, they were two and a half uh, point favorites. Uh, with the betters. Uh, so I, I think that you you look at the Celtics, their season, the way it's been so far, 
Uh, you got two guys who are um, one is first team all all NBA. The next one is all NBA. So in Brown and Tatum. So yeah, more pressures on the Celtics. And then on top of that, playing at home, uh, it, it puts that much more pressure on you. The reason I asked is because Philadelphia, I mean, losing two when when they had a chance to close out, I mean, that, that's got to haunt them, right? And especially going to the offseason where this was their best chance to get to the finals, right? They've been oh, trying wait, to get no, Just wait. It's, it's not 21, over yet. It's been 22 years, Max. I mean, just wait. It's not over yet. You act like it's over. They're, they're, I'm not they, saying it's they, over, Max, but that's a lot a, of pressure. That's a lot of pressure for an organization. You know, really not not considering Boston you know to the Eastern Conference Finals a handful of you know a handful of time went to the finals and they, last year. and they won what Josue and they won that's what? true that's fair but the process they, they has been a they, long ass process they don't they don't did. do that they don't do that in Boston where they say oh you got close and oh my God that was like the best year Taylor and Brown last year got close they were two games away uh, essentially almost one game away a quarter away when. They, they could have had Golden State easily down 3-1. But mm-hmm. I, I think that if you look at it, again, the pressure to me is more on the Celtics, uh, championship-driven. I think that people looked at Philly and say, yeah, good team, good story, but not a team right now that can win the championship. And yeah. we'll see what happens tomorrow. That's why I think more pressure is actually on the Celtics. Yeah, if I was Joe Missoula, man, I was about one minute before that Jason Tatum three. I was about one minute away from taking that ball out of his hands and giving it to Jalen Brown, man. Because can you imagine? Can you imagine? I know, Max, you don't want to live in this world, but can you imagine if things went the other way in game six and the 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 criticism, the ridicule all summer long, all on top of Tatum? It would have been. It would have been rough. It would have, it would have been his tragic, his tragic moment, like what, what magic had to go through. That you know? is, that's legitimate. One for twelve. That's, that's legitimate. That's legitimate. As you're saying, that would have been the If it had not gone to uh, gone the Celtics' way, then all the criticism was going to be on Jason Tatum. Uh, one thing I think people were mad the other day when after the game, just uh, he, he was being interviewed, and I think Doris Burks or somebody asked him a question. He said, he said, you know, very humbly, I'm I'm one of the best players in the world. I'm one of the best mm. basketball players in the world. Yeah, and, when you think get, and when you think about it, when you get to the NBA, there's what 300 players, whatever it is in the NBA. When you're one of the top five, then you're one of the top five players in the world. He's first team all all pro. So yeah, there there's uh, there's a handful of, of players, and he happens to be one of them. So you don't have an issue with him saying that, right? Because I don't. I don't understand if people. If you have a problem with that and that heat of that moment after what you just did in front of that crowd, he can talk his shit, man. He's all NBA, first team All NBA. Why not say what you, you got? You can talk all you want to, but at the end of the day, but Game Seven is still right. Do you That's better win this series? That's all that true. matters. Doesn't matter any more talk and all that. It, you know, there, there's no wiggle room for either team right now. So. Um, I hope the Celtics don't don't come out tight. I hope they play free, easy, get the thing going early, get a lead, and then start to put some pressure on the uh, 76ers. And, uh, you know, the the guy who has a lot of pressure on them might be more or less Doc Rivers right now. Yeah. Because the number of situations Doc's been in that his team has lost. He's been up 3-1. He's been up 3-2. He's had a lot of opportunities to close it out. And it just hasn't happened for his team. So 
there's probably more pressure on Doc Rivers than anybody else. You know, Max, I'm glad you brought up Tatum being the top five player in this league because, you know, making all NBA first team, obviously, you know, it, it certainly suggests that. And seeing what he did and everything that he said, you know, you look at the news that dropped this week, and especially thinking about Jalen Brown's situation, who still has one year left on his contract, but when you think about what he said in a couple of articles a few months ago, people are still wondering what his future is going to look like. But if the Celtics do what they're supposed to in offering him a max deal or anything like that, he should be all right because $295 million for five years, that, that sounds pretty good for any, any player, right? It'll actually make him – at least right now on paper, he's projected that would, he's projected to be the highest paid player in the NBA if something were to go ahead and do that. So what are the chances well, that, he, that happens, in your opinion? Well, here's the thing that we, we've heard, and we have not heard a lot of it. Uh, Brown is, and I've heard this over and over again, that's why I haven't, I, to me, I don't think I've ever seen Brown in any commercials at all. And he's not about the money some of it is about principle. Now, can he walk away from $290 million? I would think not. But if you're about principle and you look at it, you might be thinking like, yeah, I can get the money later on. I might want to go someplace else. I think it's a great situation for him here playing along with Tatum. I think it's a great situation. But sometimes players like that want to go out and establish themselves away from everybody else and say, look, I want my own team. I, this is I want to I want to be the man. As long as he's here, I'll always believe he's one B. He's not one A, but one B, and that's not a bad situation to be in because right now this seems like it's more of Jason, Jason Tatum's land than anything else. Right, and I think he knows that, right? I mean, you're not the only one thinking that, and it's okay to say it out loud at this point. If if we're being transparent here, Jalen has to know that 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 not going that that's not going to change, you know. But could he be number one in another team and win and be successful? Yes, absolutely. I, I don't envision Jalen Brown retiring as a Celtic, you know. I really don't, and I don't think uh, I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. But if he if he stays for one more contract. We're talking about a potential dynasty, a window, three to four year window with the yeah. Celtics being at the favorites, the hev heavily favored. If he wants to sign up for that, you know, being alongside Jason Tatum, then that's great. Because I think they have a really good shot of being successful throughout that span, throughout that window. After that, if he wants to go set up shop elsewhere, I have no problem with that. I don't think it would be ridiculous for him to want to do that right away. Maybe this team doesn't win a championship or maybe they do. And regardless mm -hmm. of the fact He's like, man, I'm ready to do – I'm ready to be number one option, number one guy, lead a team, and, and put that on the top of my to-do list, you know? Players you're do saying, that. Wrong with yeah, that? but you're, you're saying that all – you're saying all that, and I do understand that. I think it's a, a great premise. I think it's a great argument. But didn't we see Kevin Durant do that? Kevin Durant was with a dynasty in Golden State. If Kevin Durant stays in Golden State, they win another two or three championships easily because of just how well those guys were functioning. There was no holes at all in their offense. Now there's some holes in their offense. So I think if you, um, he is, as well as it was set up for Kevin Durant, the Kevin Durant league, yeah. Right, but then, you know what, Mac? That's a great example because he, he got he won championships, right? But then he still he still left, which could, which could act absolutely still happen in this same scenario between Tatum and Brown. I, I just want to see I wonder, but I wonder, this is what I want to see. But I wonder if, you know, if if 
Kevin Durant was perfectly honest, would you look back on it and say, that might've been a mistake. That might've been one of the worst moves I made in basketball. Great move to get to Golden State, finals MVP twice, won multiple championships, and you decide to leave? Mm-hmm. In, the, in the peak and the power of what that team was, you decide to leave and go to Brooklyn? That was uh, that's a that's a monumental move, and uh, and and Brown, I've never seen. I, I have, I know you you watch a lot of t- law TV, a lot of things that come on, but I've never seen him in in one commercial here. Any commercial, I've mm-hmm. never seen him in a do a national commercial. I mean, he's just he's that different dude. So money might not be the motivational factor for him. Whereas it would be with me, with you, with, you know, millions and millions of people, it might not affect him in that way. But I'm hoping that he sees what you're talking about, potentially winning the championship, being with the greatest franchise in the NBA, and letting the chips fall where they may. This is a team that drafted him, number three. And I remember the Boston fans booing because they didn't know who he was. They had no idea, like you know, and what he could do. Nah, they wanted they wanted Anthony Davis. They wanted some Jimmy Butler. They wanted some crazy uh, announcement that that his pick was traded. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they also didn't know Jalen. You're right. Clearly, they weren't that familiar with Jalen because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it is uh, it will be the process uh, that he goes through this summer, or the evaluation, or them trying to offer him money, big money. We'll see how that goes. I'm hoping that he stays and, and stays tack and let, let his uh and let his emotions calm down about who leads the team. At the end of the day, it's just like the Celtics. It didn't matter that Jason Tatum scored those points early. He was connected still with Marcus Smart because if Marcus doesn't give him an opportunity, they don't win that basketball game. So this is what's so good about this particular team. There's a lot of guys his age. Their window of opportunity is a big one. All they have to do is think about increasing pieces. I mean, Al Horford is saying, everybody that you have on that team that started the other day, all those guys have long-term deals except Brown. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. I mean, that's the, that's the good part. You can, you can keep this core intact and, and, you know, get a couple cracks at it. But obviously – we're hoping this would be the first one. We're hoping the Celtics can get to the finals, but they still gotta they gotta win Game Seven, Max. And you know what? I'm glad yeah. that, that's good. You brought up Durant and the uh, his days in Golden State because maybe maybe he is thinking that way, right? Maybe he is wondering what if after uh, the Suns were bounced out of the playoffs against the Denver Nuggets, one twenty five to one hundred. But man, these guys had a thirty point lead early. I mean, it was one of those games. It reminded me of last year when these guys got bounced out of the playoffs as quickly as they did in the, in the decisive game. And this one was, was was no different, man. Uh, what's what's next for Phoenix here? They try to replenish this roster. Was this thing a mistake? Chris Paul, I mean, he couldn't even finish the series, man. There's a lot of question marks in Phoenix. While the Denver Nuggets, man, they're uh, they're, they're the favorite right now to, to win the championship. You know. Well, I think if you, I, I think if you look at them, and um, you have Durant, you have Booker, you have two dynamic scores. Chris Paul is getting a little old in the two, make a lot of money. Is this his last year? DeAndre Aiden, who just doesn't seem to fit into what they're doing, 
does he is he stay long term? And now mm-hmm. that they have a new owner, um, yes, bro. yeah, what are they going to do there? So I, I think there are a lot of moves, a lot of movable parts that are are, are going to be in, in work. And another guy, Monty Williams. Monty Williams has been his name, the head coach of of the Phoenix team, has been mentioned like we need to replace him. And it, as soon as they would get rid of him, he'd have a he'd have a job and like like tomorrow, like like five minutes from the time they would you know release him. So. So I think there's a lot of stuff right now that's going on. You know, I still look at what's going on in the West with the Lakers. And then you look at the East with Jimmy Butler. And can the Knicks somehow pull a rabbit out of their hat and, and go down? Yeah, the man, Knicks fans are hoping they, that, man. They're going, they went wild that game, that last game. But only, but there's only a couple of people that want, you know, that them to win. And one of them would be you. You want the New York Knicks. You want that smoke. You ain't. You don't want to go down to Miami no more. You want to be in. You want to be in New York. A lot of yeah. media yeah. wants to be there. Hell, I want to be there just from a standpoint of um, not having to fly and um, and you know just being. But everything is incumbent right now. Everything is incumbent right now on you know this one win uh, on 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 Saturday, and we don't know if it's. If the Lakers win tonight, the Celtics play at eight o'clock. If the I mean no, if the Lakers win, Celtics play at seven o'clock. If the Lakers lose and they go to a, a seven day, uh the game is gonna be at eight o'clock at night for for the Celtics. I thought it was three thirty or, or, or eight. Yeah, three thirty eight, something around that. Yeah, three thirty eight, yeah. So if they if the series continues at three thirty, if not, then yeah, no, that's right. But I mean, don't let me in with those people, man. I don't. I don't want to see that happen. I mean, well, you want to see what the Eastern Conference Finals and MSG would be kind of cool, but uh, give me a Cuban sandwich and uh, you know, way nice, you could fit, nice you could, uh, ice yeah, cold drink in, in Miami, your, man. You get your camera going, flowing in uh, that New York crowd, going to these spots <laughs> in New York. You would be, spice would be like, you, you better would, put that camera away. Be, Oh, you would be so <laughs> excited about some of the, the haunts that you'd be like, Max, come on, man, let's go to such and such place. Let's do this and that. I so, mean, it's better than Milwaukee. I give you that much for sure. I'll take that. There's, there's nothing. There's there's nothing that, you know, propelled me to say, look, I want to go back to Milwaukee. When they got <laughs> when they got beat, I might have been the happiest man, you know. Right? <laughs> I know we had our we I know we had one of our, our co-workers. <laughs> Was excited and uh, the Celtics had to go six games. Uh, he wanted the all oh, sudden, the Atlanta series, yeah. Somebody was really yeah, yeah, it. yeah. He wanted he he would the, the Celtics lost the game and could have closed it out here in Boston, but then he was the only guy I saw that was uh, grinning, literally <laughs> grinning in the press room, like yeah, yeah. We got to go back. We got we we got to go back. Oh, no, that is that wasn't right though. That's what we'll Mac, say. Just, just picture a bunch of long faces, serious, stoic look, and then you just see, uh, uh the, the, you can just pan to your left, and you just see a face just going with a big old <laughs> smile. <laughs> I am sure that was on me. Looking at me like, let's go. This series is still going. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta was fun. Atlanta was fun. But hopefully the Celtics, uh, hopefully they get this thing done in game seven, man. You know what? I stand corrected. Man, before game six, Max, the Celtics were nowhere near favorites to win the title. They won game six. Even before game seven, 
FanDuel, FanDuel has them back at the top to, to win it all. Denver is second now. So not even even the Nuggets who just wrapped up their series. All know, against, all that luck. Just against the Suns, they're not even the favorite. It all it takes is one win. It takes one win. I would, uh, you know, the, the, the pundits, the, the people, the powers that be would love for it to be um, the Lakers and the Celtics. And you would be one of them. You would have your little camera. You'd be every step I take. You'd be right. I'd be have to look over my shoulder because I. You imagine for, a new chapter between the Celtics and Lakers. Be, you would be looking for me and James Worthy someplace in a cage match. You would love that. So <laughs> it I, would be like the future. It, it's not even the staple set anymore. It's, it's the crypto. Dot, can you think of anything more 2020s than that? Like. Crypto.com arena. I can't, I can't, I can't think of it. It's like we're, we're, we're in the future, man. It'd be awesome. I can't I can't think of something more than that. E40. <laughs> Your rapper, E40. I can think of something. Pretty futuristic right there. E40. E40 is the White House celebrating the last year's title. That's some 2020 stuff that you would yeah. never envision. Imagine someone telling you 15 years ago. Well, you didn't even know E40 was, but. Anyways, <laughs> I would have – if someone told me back in the day that was going to happen, I'd be like, no, nah, no way. Ain't no way in hell. They're going to let E-40 to the White House. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, guys, right. you know it's, uh, Yeah, it's about this time. Well, prediction real quick, Max. Do I even have to ask? But I'll ask Celtics. anyways. Celtics. Celtics. Celtics by – Celtics by landslide? Does the thing have to be uh, – it has to be done that Celtics, way or, Celtics or what? By, Celtics by 10 tomorrow. Celtics okay. by 10. Excuse me, Sunday. Uh, okay. Whatever. This broadcast, Celtics by 10. I like the Celtics. Getting back home, all the pressure's on. If they can, that the key to it is getting off to a good start. If they yeah. ever get up on the 76ers, you could close the door. You could book it. That's going to be, that's going to be the real key. Uh, I'm going to say Celtics by seven. I'm going to say they're going to do uh, one of those key runs down the stretch and the defense holds on you know the defense has got to be what, what what makes the difference here i think that's going to be the case i think they uh defense makes consecutive stops and all of a sudden there's no there's no time left and that's yeah it. yeah so we'll yes. see we'll see celtic sixers game seven man td garden will be rocking and jalen brown making sure that that will be the case because he's that up until this point the crowd's been okay now i don't know if that's a shot at uh, the booing that happened the last time these two teams played, or in general, but I, I agree with him, Max. At least, at least in Game Four, it was a little weak. A little weak. Give, give the fans something to clap about. Give them fair. something to go wild about. That's fair. And yeah, that's the Boston, fair. Boston crowd is as good and as loud and as excitable as yeah. any any NBA team around. But you got to at least give them some food. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gotta feed them. The void, gotta, gotta feed him in order for him to get yeah, that. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll check you out next week. Set your podcast. We'll see you then.